Okay, hello and welcome to episode 202 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Oh my goodness, Honey and I were just debating. This is the time of year when we pay for another year of subscription to mm. the platform to post our podcast. Mm-hmm. We this is the first year we talked about should we or shouldn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just sort of talking about the yeah. like the plans for the future of the podcast. Yeah, and then especially especially you know with our fingers crossed that. At some point this year, yeah, you will be leaving Peru. Yeah, maybe putting though that, putting that out into the universe. Well, here's the thing. Well, you know, and and we're in Toronto right now, and Phil is here on business. So um, he went to to the office yesterday, and I, as he went to walk out the door, I gave him a kiss, and I said, and you, "Okay, I said, remember, you remember, you remember the task at hand, right?" <laughs> <laughs> Operation, come home. Yeah. <laughs> he just started laughing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, I said, but I mean, the plan, I guess, always was we started it when I left and that we are going to end it once I come back. So maybe this is like what used to happen to me when I was waiting for the bus, you know, and I smoked. Is that Murphy's Law, as soon as you light something, like I'd light that Mm -hmm. cigarette up. Yeah, then the bus would come. Yes. Okay, so maybe as soon as our year subscription, like as soon as we we get subscribed to a new year, then you'll get the notification that you're leaving. But you know what? Wouldn't that be worth the small amount of money? Five (laughs) dollars? hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I'm willing to take that hit. Yeah. yeah. 100% be worth it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, listen. So, I... I don't know if I, I, anyways, I've been listening to Bono's memoir. Memoir, thank you. But it's 20 hours and I got it as a skip the line. And so the math wasn't really working because I was going to be traveling and that. So then it ran out. And Henny, I knew, because it's, I literally looked at it the day and I'm like, I wonder how long I have left it. It says it's running out in three minutes. Oh, no. Like, okay, well, I'm only like 68% through. I'm like, okay, that's fine because I know when I get it again. But it's like you're 202 of the 300 copies, like on the wait list or I something. I know, I know. Hey, have you ever had this happen? Did I went, you get an, Did you yes! get another skip the line? Yes. I have. I okay. I haven't had it happen like oh. immediately, but I have had it like within a couple of days. It happened immediately. Sandy, it is everything about this trip home <laughs> is going Lining. exactly the way it's supposed to. Aligning. Oh. Even Bono is coming yeah. through. He is. He's coming through. He's coming through. Oh, yeah. So I was very, very excited about that. Very excited. It's like serendipity. It is. It is. Oh, my goodness. Um, how is the book? The book is fantastic. Yeah. I. It came up for me. Yeah, like that. It was ready to be borrowed. Uh, no, it came up as a skip the line for me, and I was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to pass on that right now." I currently have like five audiobooks out in my Libby app right now, and I'm like monitoring their progress. Like, I've got like seven days left on one, and like ten days left on another, twelve days left on another. I'm like, okay, I'm spacing myself out. I cannot take Bono right now. Was it? A, was it a skip the line? You said it was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because someone else that may be also borrowing on your Libby app 
Oh. Is very unhappy that there's no space for them to requ request things because I won't. I can't even. I can't even say what he called you. Oh no. <laughs> he say it. What, what did he call me? No, he called you a little. That little bitch. Oh. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that tracks. all of the space there's no one because she's got a hundred things always on hold so there's never any space for me to put anything on anyways that's not 100 percent true though because oh. sometimes i'll go through the hold list and i'll like cancel things that i know like that have been on hold for ages and ages and i know i'm not gonna get to them and then so that'll be like there'll be space for like five books that you can still put on hold because you can mm -hmm. only have 30 things on hold at a time. 30? Yeah. So it'll be like 25 out of 30 holds. Oh my God. That's and then, that's... and then the next time miraculously I'll go into my app and it'll be like 30 out of 30 holds. I'm like, okay, well that was not me. So, so someone else is putting holds on things too. Yeah. And I'm with the time saying... difference, he's waiting until you're sleeping. <laughs> right so he's sneaking it on me which could also be maybe things are coming up that that are available but you never even see because he's already deleting them <laughs> it's, it's possible it's possible i, I want to say he's not deleting things purposely but i'm not gonna put it past him yeah well <laughs> you know he's, he's sneaky like that that's what that's what happens when you share your Libby account, I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and right now he's going to be listening to this, and uh, he's probably going to be. Uh, you're going to get a voice note. I might get a voice note. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> Hi, Tim. <laughs> okay, but Henny, now the other book that I'm still reading, and I'm doing it very slowly, is that book I I talked about last week. That book called Bear. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I did talk about a couple of things, but each, uh, uh, she has seven steps that you follow, okay. and each step I find super interesting. Okay. And I mean, it's there's no wheel being reinvented here, it's just right. a different approach to a lot of things that we've either tried in part are incorporated into a lot of like either weight loss, healthy living, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But the one thing that I had taken a photo of, of, of a page and then I'd forgotten to talk about it last week, but huh. you know, I, there's, she, she mentions, and I know a lot of us have lived this. It's like, we're waiting for our life to begin until we've lost weight. Yes. You know, it's yeah. when I lose the weight, then I'm going to be able to have the life I want, whether it's I'm going to buy a car, it's the relationship, it's the job, mm -hmm. you know, we're, it's always like contingent being happy and living our full life is contingent on mm -hmm. losing weight. Yeah. And I thought, oh, because, you know, I often would say, like, you change your mind, your body follows. Uh, yes, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. And she, her approach to it is like, yeah, just like what, just like change your mind, your body follows. It's like, once you create, like, once you start living your life full, mm -hmm. 
your body follows along and you will remove the weight without mm. having, cause you're not, your emphasis isn't on that because when you're happier, you make mm. better choices mm-hmm. and it's all true, but it's mm-hmm. so, it's like we punish ourselves and don't allow ourselves to be happy mm-hmm. where we are. Mm-hmm. And we're always achieving or, or striving for something that never really feels within reach because we're never satisfied anyway. We get yeah. to a point and then we move the goal line a little bit further away. Right. And so we never enjoy anything because we're mm-hmm. always reaching for something and never ever just saying, you know what? I wanted to achieve this and now I'm just going to enjoy that for a little yeah. while. Yeah. And, and the other thing with, even with weight loss surrounding that is that you never get used to the way your body looks at different stages mm-hmm. and you, you think, oh, well, I'm, I'm now everything, you know, I've lost all the weight. So my life is perfect, but all of the things that weren't going well are still not going well. Yeah. But how do we, how do we begin to turn that around? Like it, I mean, it's a huge question and I think there are a lot of different there are a lot of different pieces related to it, right? Like, because I think that to a certain extent, like there's a lot, there's a lot in that, what you just said, you know, this idea of never quite finding that contented spot, right? Like we set a goal, we get to that goal, then we move the marker, then we get there, then we move the marker, then, you know, and so we're always striving for something Mm -hmm. and we're never content because we never just arrive, you know? And so that's one whole issue. Yeah. Right. I, I think the, the other issue that you're talking about is this idea of, you know, not doing things or not participating in things or not treating ourselves to things or whatever until we reach a certain body type or a certain Mm -hmm. weight or whatever. And, and that's a whole other problem, Yeah, you know? And, and I think, yeah, I think for that, I think for that particular issue, this idea that, well, once I lose weight, then I will, you know, I, I, I think it would be interesting to know, you know, well, why is that? Like why? And I think probably depending on the thing that we're putting off and depending on the person, the reason is different. Yeah. I think sometimes we put things off until we've lost weight because we can't envision a person of our body type doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think that sometimes we put off doing things until we've lost weight because we feel like, well, this is something I always wanted to do. So I'm going to use it as a reward for myself when I've done a task that I don't want to do. Right. You know, so, so if I, you know, I have to, put myself through the effort of losing the weight and then I get to be rewarded with this thing. Yeah. I also think that sometimes we put off doing things or we, or we don't, we tell ourselves we can't do this or have this until we've lost weight because we truly believe that we don't deserve it. Yes, exactly. Right. But I think those are three very different scenarios. Yeah. 
And so when you say like, how do we get around this? Well, I think you get around those things in different ways, depending on what it is that's really causing you the problem. Yeah. And then, and then you also, you were making me think of, of something when you said, you know, that we, we, we think that we're going to achieve a certain number and miraculously everything in our life is going to be better. And then we get there and we realize, oh, like nothing has changed, <laughs> you know? And, and so I think mm. that, that sometimes that is the thing too that happens is that we, we realize that there are a bunch of different things that maybe we're not that ple- maybe we're not that happy about, or maybe aren't ideal, or maybe isn't exactly the way we saw something being. And so then we pick one thing to be the scapegoat. And we yes. say, oh, I don't have all, like, I don't have my, my the job I always wanted because of my weight. I don't have the partner that I, that I deserve because of my weight. I don't have the, the house in the suburbs, you know, because of my, or whatever it might be. Like, yep. and, but the reality is none of that has anything to do with our weight. We just put it on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This, this Susan has like a seven sort of seven steps and each one is like a task and that she wants you to. And so for some people you might get through one of them in a week, other ones might take longer. Right. Yeah. I was just just looking because her book is called bear, but then it has a really long subtitle. Yes, it does. Really long subtitle is a seven week program to transform your body, get more energy, feel amazing and become the bravest, most unstoppable version of you. Yeah. By Susan Hyatt. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's a, so, so she's set it up as like a week by week, seven weeks, seven things. But, okay. Yeah. So, what's the first thing? So, the first thing is environment. And, okay. And so, this, yeah, you know, makes sense. We, we've, we've talked before about setting your kitchen up, you know? So, setting up your bedroom so that, you know, you get a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. But she also talked about even things she said she she said she found like her husband always wanted to watch I think it was Law and Order, actually, okay. is what it was. And she said, but every every like whenever we would watch that, she said, I didn't one, I didn't like it because it was always some sort of a trauma against a woman. And she said it was very triggering for me. Mm. She said, but it was also the thing that I watched before I went to sleep at night. Oh. Like it was the last show we watched. And he right. loved it. And she said, I realized like I was not getting a good night's sleep. Because of the show that I was watching that was right. really bothering me. Yeah. So she said, I actually said to him, like, I not I I don't enjoy watching it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to read in another room. And he said, well, if you want to read, why don't you just read here? And she said, because it's still there in the background, you know? And she says, so I started, he would watch the show. I was reading. We still went to bed at the same time. Mm -hmm. She said, but I realized, like, I was sleeping through the night. Okay. And she said, so those are the types, she goes, like, what are the things you're watching? Like, what are those things that you're doing that you either know don't really make you feel good yeah. or that have the potential to not make you feel good mm-hmm. and so I thought well that's really interesting mm-hmm. because some things you'll you won't know or you won't think you don't think they have an effect on you. yes 
until you actually change it. So you yeah. just stop doing something or start doing something mm-hmm. for a period of time mm-hmm. to give it an opportunity for your body to adjust to something new and see whether or not it does. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was interesting. Yeah. She said that sometimes she'll, even she said, even your bookshelf. She said, if your bookshelf is full of the Atkins diet, the, you know, self-help, you know, what, you know, why don't you have the willpower for this? Like all of those things, those are all messages. Like, why are you hanging on to those? There, There was a place that I saw recently when I was like out house hunting and we went we're doing this like you know going through the house like looking at everything and in the living room like in the tv room there was like the couch and the tv and then they had a little like table with like a little shelf unit in it that was like a little end table but it had books and I think it had like five different books and all of the books were like about making money like like one of them was like the seven like you know habits of effective people and like one was about you know I don't know they all had something about productivity and stuff like that and even my realtor says like do you think they like are trying to tell us something with this (laughs) list of books (laughs) it was really funny but now I've just thought of something like uh you keep some books is that correct yes and I know now you've got everything packed away or whatever. Yes. But if someone came into your house yes. and looked at your bookshelf, what yes. would it tell them about you? Oh, isn't that? So I have two bookcases. I have one in my office and one in my bedroom. Yep. And the one in my office has books, of like all sort of like school related books so like I've got books about storytelling I have books about uh, like reading instruction I have books about like the you know being culturally responsible in the classroom like I have you know all a whole plethora of like educational kind of books that's in my office and then the bookshelf in my bedroom (laughs) is chaos and (laughs) and it is I mean it's a it's a plethora of things a lot of like young adult fiction a lot of um yeah what else is on there a a couple of historical fiction books that my aunt has given me some uh mystery thriller books that my sister-in-law gave to me you know just like it's a real like whatever you're looking for it's probably on that bookshelf i probably have it i just call me chapters (laughs) <laughs> and do you, okay okay but I and a I know that you organize them somehow b yes. how do you organize them like what are they organized alphabetically category like uh, categories um tallest so, to shortest yes so covers, in my, in my <laughs> office in my <laughs> office they're like from tallest to shortest okay so that it looks nice okay in my bedroom they're more like genre so like all the young adult stuff is together, all of the like nonfiction stuff is together, all of the historical fiction stuff is together, sort of like that. And then there's usually a pile of like, these are the next books I want to grab. And so they have their own little pile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Please note that I didn't ask her if they were organized somehow. I made an assumption. 
<laughs> and just ask how they were organized. Yes. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. What about cookbooks? Because I know you have a lot of cookbooks. Are they in the kitchen? They're in the kitchen. And I'm trying to remember because you, there was like a shelf because I think I can see your cookbooks. Correct. They're in yeah. a shelf. Yeah. They're on a shelf in a cupboard. But the cupboard has like a glass yes. on it so you can see through it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where they live. Yeah, I mean, they have to be where I'm going to use them, right? And I yeah. do, like, there are, f like, four in particular that I use regularly. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you were at someone's house, would would you be interested in what's on their bookshelf? Yes. I I don't keep a lot of books. I I generally rehome them. I've been trying to rehome, and I actually have, like, rehomed a lot. Um yeah, especially like as I have a, a the smattering of books that I have in my office, um, but like the all the books that are on my bookcase, like once I've read them, mm -hmm. um, they I usually end up like passing them on to other people. Yeah. So I I and so I have very few books. Right. And my books also, I have and it's it's in one of those like Billy. Billy bookcase things so yeah. it's got it's got some tchotchkes also spattered because right. I know it has to look attractive and every shelf has to have a little like has something might actually photos usually are what are on it right yeah yeah uh, but I have quite a few travel type books oh yeah so like those are on one shelf and then I have like Brene Brown some mm -hmm. self-help kind of books on mm -hmm. one shelf mm -hmm. um I do have some like historical you know like the woman walking away yeah well, two women walking away yeah woman I might and have, a child walking away yeah. I have a I have a couple of those yeah yeah also I, I promise you every time you see a historical fiction book you're going to see people walking away walking away <laughs> yeah those are the type of books that Sandy really likes to read yes I, yeah so and I think that's oh and I have some yoga um books so I have those but they also have to be like tallest to shortest too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel They're that way. Both. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just looks neat and tidy that way. Yeah. Talks about, she also talks like about your bedroom closet mm -hmm. and your, your clothes, like everything should fit you now. Mm -hmm. You should go through it. They should, you know, have lots of space in between them. So whether you pack away stuff that's like seasonal to allow other room so that it doesn't look so jumbled. Um, your car as one as your environment also. Like, mm -hmm. do you eat in your car? Like, is it organized? Is there like crumbs everywhere? Do you have papers all over the place? So it's, it was really interesting that she took a little bit of a deeper dive into things that, you know, magazines, like all types of different things yeah um for environment and she also said like when you do that you learn a lot about yourself well because you see different patterns and things that you have that you maybe didn't realize yeah right yeah. like like you notice well like even thinking about like the books like if you were to look at the books or the magazines that you have like it wouldn't take very long for you to realize like oh I actually have a lot of this or I actually have a lot of this like and when you have when you accumulate things one at a time you don't necessarily realize that you you know have a plethora of them right because you've yeah. just taken them one at a time like a little bit at a little bit but then yeah when you put it all together you're like oh 
Yeah. She she talked about, she said, like, you know, one, one client, because she does one-on-one um, coaching also. Okay. And she said, like, you know, every, every time I would speak to this woman, she said, like, there was this bookcase behind her that was just jam-packed, not just books, she said, but also magazines. And so I said to her, she goes, I could read what the titles were. And she said, you know, I, I said to her, like, what, I think the first thing, you know, might be that because like, are you aware of the messaging that every single time that you are in here that you're getting from that? Yeah. But there was like this attachment to it, but I need those things because I like to look back through and she had, it was some sort of a health magazine, but there's recipes in there, you know, and I might, I might make them one day. Right. You know, and, and oh, I but, do know. <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> and, and she's like, but, but you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I mean, this has been my life for the last month as I've been sorting through everything in my home and like putting it all in boxes that, you know, I really have been, I really have been conscious of every single thing. Like, and, and I keep saying to myself, if I have not touched this since the pandemic started, yeah, I have to get rid of it. Yeah. Like, because I've spent so much time at home mm-hmm. over the course of the pandemic, that if even living at home and being at home all <laughs> the time, if I still wasn't using it, why do I have it? Yeah. Get rid of it. Get rid yep. of it. Get rid of it. You know, and like, and <laughs> so I've been, I've tried to be ruthless about getting rid of stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's, uh, there's stuff that I have packed in boxes to move that I sh- probably should have gotten rid of. Oh, which but will I, happen as you unpack it. That's what I'm happen. hoping. I'm hoping because, but I really, really, really tried to get rid of as much as I could because, because the truth of the matter, it's, it's like those magazines. It's like, I, I think we all hang on to things thinking, well, I might look at this again. I might use this again, mm-hmm. but like, if you haven't in six months or a year or three years or five years, who's kidding who? Yeah. And, and so because you've just gone through this exercise, yeah. do you think it will change your behavior in the future? I, I'd like to say, I hope so, but I don't think so. Yeah. Plus, you know I mean? because you'll have more space too. So Ugh, I know I'd like, I'd like to say yes but I'm hesitant about saying yes, because I mean, I think that actually, I do think that having done this and even having like gone through and done some purging um, through cupboards and closets and stuff earlier, like before this, you know, last year, the year before, whenever, I do think that, that I am much more um, conscious in the moment of like, paper stuff, magazine stuff, book stuff, stuff like that. Like, because before I used to keep all my books and now like after I've read them, give them away after I read them, you know, like pass them along, you know, Mm -hmm. because why am I keeping them? Yeah. I'm not going to read them again. Yep. Like I I very rarely reread a book, you know? So, you know, unless I'm keeping it for my classroom library, get rid of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do think I have gotten better with that kind of stuff, Yeah. but, but I know that you just like, you end up with extra stuff. Like, like you end up with extra kitchen utensils because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you think you need this one thing the one time and then, you know, 
<laughs> you literally only needed it the one time, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and now you have this new gadget. Yeah. So I don't know. So I'd like to think, yes, that this will help me not accumulate. Mm -hmm. But I'm not making promises. How about that? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like it when it's like sparse. I, yeah. I, I don't like a lot of junk. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I, I thought it was interesting that it was uh, different things that I wouldn't necessarily yeah. have considered that the messaging that was yeah. potentially coming from. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, it was bang on, especially with like uh, different books. And, she, and so, the, you know, this particular client said, but, but, but I, you know, I've, but, but the, I might need them. And she said, okay, but if you've tried those things, why are we having this conversation? Like, why, why, why did you reach out to me? I mean, it's like a proof of things that like failures, the things that didn't work for you, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then what actually happened was the bookcase collapsed, like a shelf broke on it, mm -hmm. which she took as a, okay. As a sign to get rid yeah. of all those magazines. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Yeah. I wonder too, just thinking about environments and stuff you have in the messaging, like I, I wonder if she I don't know if she's talked about this in her book but I think you could put this in that category also like your social media environment yeah she did that was in there social media was in there yeah, yeah. right because yeah. you know thinking about you know what you see when you're on social media and the messaging you get that way right like who are you following yeah right? I, regu I regularly go through and I just did this I something for some reason I looked at Instagram followers and I'm like 450 people who the hell are these people? Yeah. You know, so I started going through, I'm like, who are these people? I'm like, you know, of course. And Phil says, well, because you leave it open. So anybody, which I right. do. Yeah. And I try to catch, you know, like Davy 22, you know, yeah. whatever is now following you. And it's like, yeah. I'm captain in the Navy. And, you know, right. and, they, and, and, and he's just like liked every single post you've ever made. Exactly. You're like, in, who in the, are you? In the span of 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then you look and he's like following 700 people and he's never made a post, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so delete, delete, delete. But I did have the opportunity just to like start going going through and I was like remove 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 and I never even finished getting to the bottom of it so I, I didn't wanted to see actually let's see how many I still have on. oh you've got more work to do I've def I'm at 205 but I was at 447 okay well done thank you thinning the herd thinning the herd <laughs> <laughs> but I have become much better at like I could follow someone in for a reason, and then yeah. when I'm like, you know what, nah, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. It could be a person like, unfollow. yeah. Now I'm finding you annoying. Unfollow. Yeah. Unfollow. Yeah. Unfollow. So this is a bit of an aside, like from your book, and I want to go back yeah. to your book and what other notes you have. But just because you're talking about unfollowing things, yeah. I have been a fiend when it comes to unsubscribing to email lists. Ah, and it. so it started with like the Thanksgiving week, Black Friday week in November uh, last year mm -hmm. when all of the emails were coming through and I was like unsubscribe. Unsub like I was unsubscribing mm -hmm. to everything, left, right and center, unsubscribing. <laughs> and then Christmas again, like more stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness, like how am I still on all of these lists? Unsubscribe, like I, anyway. 
I'm now down to a, like a few places that still like will send me whatever emails. David's T. David's T is one of them. Of course, I knew that. <laughs> so I only have a few that I get. Yeah. And like, and it feels manageable. And mm-hmm. they go into my like not priority box. Uh-huh. And so if I want to look at them, they're there. And if I don't, they just live there. That's fine. But uh-huh. there is this one email that I continue to get. And I promise you, Sandy, I have unsubscribed to this email probably five times. Yeah. Okay. Who and is I it? still get it. It is the community food center is. Yes, I am too, Henny. Okay, but Sandy, I know. Does, does your email? Yeah. From Community Food Center Canada yeah. that they continue to send you even after you've unsubscribed. Yeah. Does it come to your name? Like, does it say, Sandy, we yes. have something for you? Sandy. Okay, no. Is this, Mine doesn't. Is this Juniper Losiento? Yeah. Okay. That's who it comes from. It comes yes. from Juniper something. Yeah, I just got it. Okay, but, but Sandy, mine yeah. doesn't come to Henny. Who does it come to? It Sandy? comes to Mary. Mary and who? I don't know. And so every time I get this email, the subject line says, Mary, you know, we've got something for you. And then in the email, it says, like, dear Mary, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And first of all, my email is my name. So, like, it's pretty easy to know my name from my email. But also, I keep unsubscribing. I don't want your emails anymore. And I'm telling you, I have unsubscribed no fewer than five times. And Mary is still getting, well, I'm still getting Mary's emails. Yeah. Why? Okay. Here's the thing, though, Henny. I don't understand how to really unsubscribe. It's a very complicated. It is very complicated because it says click yes. on these things if you want these. And yes. so I've unclicked them all. Yeah. And then it says click here if you'd like like if you'd like to hear from us and so i have that unclicked also yeah yeah so and so then it says you've uh, been unsubscribed you'll only get emails for the things that you've requested but i've requested nothing i know i know nothing now i'm trying again like i i'm having that i knew when you said that (laughs) but they keep sending mary the email to me Okay, update. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. We've updated your preferences. Okay, but my preference is not to get any. Correct. I would like zero from Community Food Centers Canada. I'm sure you're doing great things, Community Food Centers Canada. I appreciate you. Uh, work. But stop sending me emails, please. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's go back to the book. That's I'm just reading one chapter at a time so we can have a discussion because I didn't know if Ooh. you had got the book already. You can I don't have talk. it yet. I don't have it yet. So that's what I'm doing is like just okay. I literally stopped myself from reading that book. But now <laughs> it's okay because now I still have listening. And I haven't listened to any podcast in two weeks because I was listening to Bono. Yeah. Bono. Bono. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So you've, have you only written, have you only read the chapter on environment? Yes. I listen, step one. It's just step one. I Step one. To. Yeah. Environment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But here's the other thing. So on okay. the planes, so when I flew here, I watched a movie because I watched a movie that I knew Phil didn't want to watch and it was Ticket to Paradise. Oh. Oh, Henny, come on. Who is in it? 
George Clooney. Yes. And Julia Roberts. Yes. yes. <laughs> totally cheesiest. And cheese. was it was it great though? No, it was okay. I was laughing out loud, really loud. I thought it was like when I flew with my dad and he was listening or he was watching Grumpy Old Men and everybody on the plane could hear my dad laughing, even though he'd seen the movie before. Uh uh He thinks it's hilarious. I was crying. I was laughing. Now, the movie is the cheesiest cheese. Like the whole love story is just ridiculously silly. But those two together... An absolute delight. Oh, I just love them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you need to watch it just for a, a chuckle. But the other thing is that at one point, Julia Roberts, like they have like a, she's, they, they show a full body. And I had to look and I was like, is she wearing stirrup pants? Did you, did you are you of the age that you wore stirrup pants or no? I definitely had a pair of plaid stirrup oh, pants. I had multiple stirrup pants. I had one pair. And I loved them. Just, I was like, are they coming back? Oh, my God. Stirrup pants. Yeah. They obviously were in a while if there's 18 years between you and I. And I, and they were definitely in. Yeah, but I also wasn't like, uh, you know, like 40 when I was wearing them, which would have made you 22. So let's go back. Even if I was 30, then you would have only been 12. That could and, it. And I was in elementary school when I had my, <laughs> when I had my stirrup pants. But now it sounds like I was really too old to be wearing them. <laughs> and I think you were. <laughs> no, I was younger than that. So they must have had quite a lifespan. <laughs> I, I literally think I had a yellow pair. I just thinking about that is this like terrible because I just... I know I had a yellow pair. I had multiple pairs. Loved them. Fantastic. I, okay, speaking of yellow, this podcast is going in all many directions. <laughs> this, is, this is an indication of where my brain is at right now because <laughs> I'm having trouble, like, just following one thing through. Mm-hmm. But, so yellow. Yep. My mom got um, a hoodie from like a dog agility thing that she was doing Mm -hmm. and, but it was like an extra, like, I think she got two, like, I think she accidentally ordered and like, she, I think she ordered one and then it took, like, it was taking so long to come that she thought maybe she forgot to order it. So she ordered another one Okay. and then she ended up with two. And so she gave me one of them and it's a really nice hoodie and it's the body of it is yellow. The sleeves are black. It's got writing on the front, like all sorts of like determination, fun, motivation, you know, like words like that, whatever. Like it's, and it's, um, it's a fleet, like it's, it's like smooth on the outside and fleecy on the inside. Yep. Very lovely. So I wore it to school yesterday because I was just like, oh, I haven't worn this hoodie yet. And I, you know, it looks great and it was cold and whatever, but I didn't wear a t-shirt on underneath it. And so I was at school and like some of the classrooms just like each wing of the school is different temperature wise. And so I was in this one classroom and I was so hot Uh-oh. and I like, my head was sweating and my back was sweating. And, like, and I couldn't 
anything about it because I was stuck in this fleecy hoodie and I didn't have a shirt on underneath and so I was like pulling the sleeves up but like then of course you know the material it is so yes. it doesn't like have elastic in it that it stays yeah. so then the sleeves kept falling back down and oh, it was a mess <laughs> all of that from yellow correct well because it was a yellow, yellow stirrups <laughs> your yellow stirrup pants yes yeah. Okay. But, uh, I'm, having a, I'm having a heck of a time. You are having a heck of a time. Um, okay. Let's go back to uh, this idea of environment and like the way that you set it up and what that says about you and like messaging that you're getting and stuff like that. So was there anything like you were thinking about the magazines? Yeah. But was there anything else like either an environment that she mentioned that maybe you hadn't necessarily thought of as being an environment or maybe something that you've noticed just in your own like living space or I know, especially because you've moved a fair bit in the last little while, like you mm -hmm. were in a place and then that was the temporary place. And then you went to another place, but then you yep. moved to another place and like, mm -hmm. you know, have you noticed, have you had any thoughts there about, you know, how certain environments lend themselves to, you know, you feeling different ways maybe? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about, uh, I think, I think what it's done is allows you to, or allowed me to, uh, and Phil and I both to recognize things that, um, we maybe didn't think we were important or made that much of a difference for instance having an outdoor space yeah you know for us that's that's really important i mean especially living in a country when you can use it every day mm -hmm. pretty well mm -hmm. um but even coming back to canada is like that is like a, a deal breaker for us you know if right. there's no outdoor space then we wouldn't buy or move somewhere yeah. Yeah. because even though in Canada you have a very short period, you know, uh, that you can use it. You want to be able to use it. We want to be able to use it. Um, and we've, you know, proven in the last four years that we do use it and it is that important to us, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other, I don't know the other thing. I mean, kitchens are always a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. The way a kitchen is set up. That type of environment, you know, does, it has to, like, uh, even gadgets, like utensils, like the right things, they have to work like an oven. I mean, sometimes I think we just do with what we have and don't realize, like, it takes, the, that would take the joy out of cooking, for instance. Yes. If you're always fiddling around with something like yes. the oven in the place that we're in, the, it's a gas oven and and sometimes if you don't really make sure that it's caught mm -hmm. it's on and then you come down and the oven wasn't on you know and right. it's just like Ugh. it's very frustrating yeah you know especially if you have something in it, it happened the last time I made pizza so then the pizza is not quite right because no. it's like cooking at a low temp but yeah it, it, it wasn't right you know yeah. anyway I think the one thing that I hadn't considered and she talks about is like your bathroom like your you know, your drawers and like the, the tubes of stuff that maybe, and the messaging you get from that, whether it's like 
wrinkle cream or oh, interesting. You know, um, things like that. You know, and and so that was interesting to be like, yeah, I can see that because that's just another an, a negative message that if if that affects you in that way, mm-hmm. you know. And so I thought, yeah, I can see that. I, and I had literally just purged my bathroom like two weeks ago. Right. You know, I'm, I don't know about you, but I get to a point when it's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm opening this drawer and there's just too much junk in here. Yeah. Why am I, I keeping need... this? Well, that's it. You know? Yeah. Let's clear some of this stuff out. Yeah. A little Definitely. bit of this, a little bit of that. Definitely. Yeah. My cutlery drawer right now in my kitchen has like four forks, four spoons, two <laughs> knives. Like it's just got a few little things for me to, you know, live with in the interim. But yeah. I will tell you, yesterday I went to like open the drawer to grab something and I was like, wow, this drawer is light. Like I didn't even realize that like a dr- the drawer <laughs> could be heavy, you know, but yeah. but I it, there is something to be said about less. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's funny, you know, you said, you know, about things that like, we just sort of make do with things. Like we just sort of live with things the way they are. And we do like, and I'm thinking about too, you know, that you mentioned that she said about, you know, clothing, you know, like, Mm. like don't have it too full, you know, like how often do you fight with drawers? You know, Mm -hmm. like, like, like a, like a bra and underwear drawer. Like I'm constantly fighting with a drawer like that. Like, and why? Like, yeah. Get rid of the stuff you don't wear. Get rid of the old stuff, you know, like, and have less in the drawer, like have less in the cupboard, have, you know, just because it is so much nicer. Yeah. When it's easy to get in and out of places. Right. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is that those are the drawers that you often have a lot of stuff in and you're always picking for the certain ones anyway. Exactly. So why are you keeping the other stuff? You wear the three things on the top. Yeah. And all the other stuff is just sitting there. Yeah. So annoying. We're so, yeah. we're so strange. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like on, it really, like, can you imagine just being like a complete, like, you know, an alien from somewhere else just coming yeah. and like watching some of the things that we do? It's so mm-hmm. bizarre. Yeah. 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 I think our, our thought process around things can be different because, I mean, now I think the majority of people do what you were just describing is like we have all this stuff and then we just pick the pick around for the couple of things that we're going to wear. Correct. Now, I always think that my husband is weird because he rotates everything. Everything that's in gets worn. Right. But also I will buy something even if I think it's not quite right and be like, oh, it's fine. And I'll, and then I'll keep it because I've bought it where he will buy it. And if it's not right, I've seen something get washed once and it's gone and it's gone. Yeah. But I've got to the point if I'm with him and this just happened the other day, I was like, no, you're already, I can tell you're hesitating. Yeah. Leave it it here. Yeah. Don't buy it. (laughs) I know what's going to happen to it, you know, as if it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to get worn, not no. going to get used. No, I recently had bought some stuff at H&M and then I washed it and then I felt, oh, it feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel, I don't like the way I look in it. Why did I buy it? Mm. But then I let it hang for a little bit longer because mm. I had bought it 
and and I, the other, I also went through all of those and just got rid of it all. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? And I said to Phil, don't let me buy anything else. I'm telling you right now, I'm not buying yeah. anything else from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't like it. Yeah. Because I washed it and I thought it was just a t-shirt and then it looks like crap. Yeah. And something else had fluff all over it and then I couldn't get it all off. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Ridiculous. No. Yeah. No, That's why that. I'm just going to stick with Costco. <laughs> it's safe. Clothing never lets me down. It's safe. It's safe. It's safe. I just, uh, I spent the last weekend with some girlfriends and one of the girls, one of the girls came downstairs and I don't even, rem- I think, I think it was some sort of like pant that she was wearing and it just looked like a nice black pant, you know? And I said, Oh my goodness, I really like your pants. She was like, yeah, she's like, I got them at the Costco. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yep. It's a popular, popular place to shop. Yeah. Well, you know, you know where else is a popular place to shop? Giant tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I, so I've heard. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, that's what I'll have to do when I go to Hamilton. <laughs> Head on over to the, the Head local over. GT. Hello over to the local GT. That's right. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was interesting. Right before we started recording today, I was listening to just the start of a podcast. I haven't even, I'm not even halfway through. But it's the it's one of the you know, newer podcasts that I've picked up. The it's called Normalize This, mm-hmm. and this week's topic is body positivity. Okay. And so they always start the podcast by like describing or like defining their topic, you know, and saying like what is this? And and it's interest. It was interesting just in the like first ten minutes of the podcast because they're talking about you know body positivity and like so what does this really mean? And then eventually, so then they're going to talk about their experiences with it. And then eventually they're going to decide if this is a good thing or not. Right. And, uh, and so, um, the one host is, um, like calls herself a plus size woman. And, and so she said, you know, she said for a long time, like the body positivity space, it was like, it was only for us. You know, she's like, it was only mm-hmm. for people who considered themselves or who were considered by others to be overweight. And she said, but she said, there are so many other things about bodies that have nothing to do with weight. And so if we're talking about body positivity, like, why am I the only person that can be body positive? Yeah. And so she said to the host, she's like, why can't you be body positive? And he was like, you're right. Why can't I be, you know, like, and, and, and then he said too, he's like, but he's like, the thing is, he's like, whether you have like extra weight on your body or not, he's like, there are lots of reasons that I, he's like, I am often not happy with my body, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so anyway, so it was just so, it was just funny, you know, like how sometimes people just say something a certain way and it strikes you like yeah. a little bit humorous just the way she was like why, why am I the only person who can be yeah. like body positive and I was like you know what you're right <laughs> I mean it's yeah. just it's, it's a great idea but a funny term yes I think yeah yeah anyway I I'm not I'm curious to see like where else they go in that conversation but, yeah, yeah but it was yeah it was just funny to, <laughs> to hear like that and um and she also said something 
and I've heard this, you know, I, okay. So she said it, but I, I just heard this recently, but I can't remember where I heard it like yesterday, the day before, like it just came up, but then it reminded me of the, the, the book that I read like a long time ago of Nicole Byers. So that was very, mm-hmm. it's called very fat and very brave. Yeah. And the whole idea that she was like, she's like, I would post these pictures of myself in a bathing suit and people would say like, you're so brave. And she's like, how is this brave? Like, like, so I'm, yeah. I have to be brave to post a picture of myself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and so she was making fun of it, obviously. Yeah. And then, I kid you not, like yesterday or the day before I heard like that same idea that someone had said like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, you know, hashtag very brave or like, but like they also were like saying like, it's so ridiculous that this should be a brave thing. And then on this podcast, the host said something very similar to that again. She's like, so I'm supposed to like be brave in order to post a picture of my face or like something like that. I was like, okay, (laughs) all these people think this whole thing is so ridiculous. Like this is really quite a hoot. Yeah. But but the truth of the matter is that so many people, okay, so today at school, the grade eights had grade eight graduation photos taken mm-hmm. and like talk about hashtag very brave. Like these kids, I'm going to say half of them, it was like a struggle to get them to like sit and take the photo you know like they they have to go to the bathroom they have to check their hair they have to put makeup on they have to go grab them these are 13 year olds you know like they have to go and do this they have to go and do this well this this girl has concealer can she go and get it from her locker well now well you know now this happened or you know this like and like and so many kids are like oh don't don't watch me don't watch me don't like oh god just getting a photo taken, but like, <laughs> and you have other kids who are still wearing masks, and so now oh, they have yeah. to take their mask off for the photo, and that's a whole uh. other element of anxiety. Like, 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 it's so funny to me that this generation of of kids who seem to live on their phones and live on like, yeah. you know, duck face, you know, peace fingers, photos, like, and yet to sit and have a photo taken was like a traumatic experience, you know? What is that? I don't know what that is. But I think that's what, like, I think that it all leads into this idea that if you, if you don't believe that you have an ideal face or body or skin color or hairstyle or whatever, you know, according to, you know, your perception or understanding of what society's ideal is, mm. that, that it is a brave thing for you to put yourself out there or put that photo out, you know, like it, but I think, I think that's where that idea comes from, because I think mm. it's really challenging for some people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Never in my life have I been like, oh my goodness, photos, yes. But like also, I mean, take the photo, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. And you best believe I'd be smiling with my teeth. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I'll put on my photo face, no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so it was truly, truly eye-opening to watch these wow. kids navigate photo taking. 
and like and like what what do you say yeah you know like you look great you look beautiful you look so handsome like sit down and take the photo yeah you, <laughs> you look know fine. yeah you, you look fine yeah and in fact, like that, you know, like some of the girls like put makeup on. So then, of course, their white collars have all like orange. Oh, on. God. Like, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It was it was better before the makeup. But yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing is, is that when we say, oh, yeah, you look fine. But it doesn't matter what we think. They no, it have doesn't matter. To feel, they have to look fine to them. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Whether yeah. they achieve that ever. You know, there's I I happened to be the class that I had to bring to the photos was um, my favorite class that I teach. Like, I, I really like this group of kids. And uh, and so there were a few girls standing around. And, and so the one girl said to me, like, you know, Miss Hamilton, like, how does this look? And I said, it looks great. And she was like, OK. And, you know, like, you know, sigh of relief, like, okay, you know, it, it, great, perfect. And, uh, and then she said, and then she said something else. I can't even remember what she said, but like, it was funny. And I said, see, I said, I knew you were my favorite. And then one of the other girls, was uh. like, oh, she's like, oh, I see it. How I see how it is. And so, <laughs> and they all laugh, like, right. Yeah. And then later that girl who'd said like, oh, I see how it is. Like came over and asked me something. And I said, no, I said, it looks perfect. And she was like, Mm, she's like yeah so she's like really I'm your favorite <laughs> yes yes <laughs> oh jeez yeah. silly silly kids yeah. my goodness oh anyway Sandy the environment that you're in right now is a hotel room yes yes it is it's a hotel room all right and you have big plans for the evening yeah, we're going out for dinner to a restaurant Phil's been to before and always tells me he's going to take me and then never has. So I booked a reservation this morning. I'm just kidding. He's sitting right here. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, let me let you get to your dinner plans. Yeah. All right. Well, always a pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Always. And you uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. I will. And we'll chat next week. All righty. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Okay, bye.